Size 5 Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelican. You are listening to episode number 14 of The Spin Chagrin. And last week's category was Grown Men Acting Like Assholes. So, Frank, what terrible shit did you come up with this week? All right. So this is another one of those things where um, we got to talk about how I got to this movie, basically. Um, so when you brought this up... Uh, the first thing that popped into my head was um bench warmers mm. uh 2006 movie with um john heater uh david spade uh john lovitz um rob schneider maybe it gotta be somebody else is in it anyway so i was like okay this is gonna be the perfect movie i had never watched it um when it first came out because uh, I had no interest in it and looked terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put this movie on and I watched it and I watched about 25 minutes of it. And I realized that they're not assholes. They're just sad. I mean, it's just like right. this exaggeration of these socially awkward people who don't really have any friends and don't really know how to interact with like other human beings. So I felt bad, like making that the, the movie that we were talking about. So I had to, I had to reconsider. So I go on Tubi and I go down to comedies because I figure if somebody's going to be an asshole, it's almost definitely going to come from a comedy. Yes. Um, That was the point. Yeah, to force me to watch some fucking comedy. Mm -hmm. So I'm scrolling through Tubi's free movies and come across a 2012 Adam Sandler vehicle called That's My Boy. Um, Oh, is this Andy Samberg? Yeah, Andy Samberg, Adam Sandler, um, Uh Vanilla Ice, uh, (laughs) Milo, Milo Ventimiglia. Um, who I actually didn't recognize for like half of the movie. I thought it was Wes Bentley mm. um, until he made this one face and it reminded me of Heroes. And I was like, oh my God, fucking uh, Jess from from uh, Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the movie that I, I, I choose to watch. Um, so I uh-huh. did watch it. And it was it was probably... If it's not the most perfect movie, it I don't know what else. I don't know that I would have wanted to watch whatever else like would have taken taken the title from this film because it is um anyway, so let's talk about that's yeah. my boy. So this is from the writer uh, so this guy broke through with Hot Tub Time Machine, this guy that directed this movie. Um yeah. yeah. Hot Tub Time Machine is a much better movie than this movie. Okay. Also a movie with grown men acting like assholes. But mm-hmm. um yeah. so the movie starts in the 80s, as most Adam Sandler movies do. Right. Um where there's a kid who's 13 or 14, um, and he constantly flirts with his middle school teacher. Um and so one day he goes too far and she gives him detention. And while they're in detention, she's basically like, look, 
I've wanted to fuck you for a long time. So God, I'm going to give you your sexual education. So they then begin a sexual relationship um, that culminates with them during their eighth, during the eighth grade awards assembly, them fucking on stage behind the curtain and the curtain gets pulled aside and the whole auditorium sees uh, Donnie Berger, the kid's name, um, fucking his adult teacher. Uh, and they're both like naked on stage. And uh, she ends up going to jail. And um, for 30 years, in, 30 years in prison, she's sentenced to. And he ends up becoming a, I don't know, Lorena Bobbitt, uh, whatever-esque celebrity where he becomes super popular um, on all kinds of talk shows, makes all this money from his like story. So one of the things that happened is she got pregnant um, while they were having this sexual relationship. Um, and while in prison gives birth to their child who they name Han Solo Berger. Um, so I'm, I'm already really annoyed with this movie. Yeah, buddy, buddy, it not even got to the worst part. So the kid, the child, is mostly raised by Donnie's father until Donnie turns 18. And then he becomes the sole custodian of this kid and raises him poorly until he's 18. And then the kid runs away from home, basically. So fast forward, I don't know. A decade or something um oh hold on so fast forward 27 years past when the child was born um because part of the plot is that the mother the statutory rapist mother who's now played by susan sarandon only has three years left until she gets out of prison so she's served 27 years um donnie is broke because he's wasted all his money um and is facing three years in prison for tax evasion because he hasn't paid his taxes for like 30 years um, or whatever, 20 some years. So so he goes to this guy that was like his the producer of his reality shows or whatever um to try and like see if he can find some way to earn some money because he needs 40 42 thousand dollars or something like that it's very specific in order to pay the irs and avoid prison time um so dan patrick plays uh his producer this guy randall morgan <clears throat> and randall morgan is like look if you find your um find your son and go have a reunion at the prison with his mother um we'll give you fifty thousand dollars for doing that um so turns out that his son is now at andy sandberg and is successful um hedge fund analyst working for this very rich man and he's engaged to this beautiful woman and they're about to get married. So Adam Sandler, Donnie, goes and insinuates himself um, 
into the kid's life again uh, so he can kind of trick him into going to visit his mother. Uh, Andy Samberg plays, he's like neurotic and timid and doesn't stand up for himself. Um, Milo Vintimiglia, whatever, plays uh, Chad, who's the younger brother of the woman that uh, Andy Samberg is marrying. Andy Samberg now goes by the name of Todd Peterson, okay. of all things, um, mm-hmm. and has like completely disavowed. Like he has a, um, has concocted this story that uh, his parents were killed in an explosion, so he has no parents to kind of like separate himself, you know, from the story of being Han Solo Burger. So immediately everyone's in love with Donnie because he's the life of the party. Right. Um, he's got a giant dick, which comes up several times, which mm. all the women are in love with. Um, they're at the house of Todd's boss, who's this like uh, multi-billionaire, I don't know, rich man type um who also like falls in love with Donnie. Like everyone loves Donnie's like spirit and his whatever. And he's just like the most crass motherfucker. I mean, he's like, he's an alcoholic. So he drinks all the time. Um, constantly making like inappropriate comments. Um, there's a scene where Donnie um, has crashed this party under the auspices that he is Todd's best friend from childhood. And they haven't seen each other for a while. And that he, saved Todd's life um at one point when Todd leapt onto an oncoming train track to rescue a burrito that he had dropped and then like one of the jokes throughout like the first part of the movie is Todd why didn't you just buy a new burrito it would have been dirty and he's like I know I don't know why I did it because it's a ridiculous story but everybody believes it um so the first night yeah so the first night that donnie oh and there's like this weird thing where um foreshadowing uh when um chad the younger brother has just come back from being overseas he's a marine or something like that like gives a really inappropriate hug to jamie so you know right away there's some like weird incest story coming and they definitely pay that off um so the like she she doesn't like Donnie at all because he's like trashy basically. Um, you find out that Donnie had run afoul of Vanilla Ice because they had been friends when they were younger, and Donnie screwed him over somehow. So Vanilla Ice is in this movie. Um, the first night that Donnie spends in the house, like he has to masturbate, um, and the only thing he can find to masturbate to is a picture of the rich guy's mother who's a pervert like she says a bunch of stuff about basically taking dicks and shit um so there's a really long scene with him masturbating to a picture of her um it's like a double-sided picture where like one side is her like now as an old lady and one side is her in like a old-timey like bathing suit on the beach um and he like masturbates numerous times to this picture over the course of the night and then the next morning there's a scene where there's just um tissues like stuck all over the place like stuck to the ceiling stuck to everything and the grandmother's like trying to pick them up but then todd doesn't want her to touch the semen um napkins so 
instead of making Donnie do it, like he just picks him up and he's like touching like these semen tissues. Um, and then at the end, the grandmother's like, tell him to stop jerking off so much or something like that. It's like, oh, she knew the whole time. Um, and then later, uh, Donnie and Vanilla Ice both have sex with the grandmother, um, which I guess is like, you know, like very pro, like age, age friendly, whatever. Um, Donnie thinks that uh, Todd's fiance is cheating on him and he accuses her of cheating on him. And then it turns out he was wrong and everybody turns on him and he has to leave um there's a bachelor party scene where they just go around and get drunk um i don't know dude anyway so all these things happen and donnie like and todd kind of make up and todd's on you know like feels bad for not like talking to his dad for a long time so he's like hey you know because they Donnie tells Todd, your mother's really sick. We should go visit her in, in jail because she might die soon. Um, but that was a lie just to get him there. And then Donnie feels bad because he's starting to like love his son and realize that he wants to be a dad. And so he's like, oh, she was just lying to us. It was a joke. Like, don't go to the jail. But then Todd feels bad because he doesn't know. So he wants to go to the jail to visit the mother anyway. So he like drives there. Um, and then as Susan Sarandon and her and Donnie are still in love, it turns out. And then the camera crew shows up with Dan Patrick and then Todd's like, oh, I hate you so much. You were just trying to trick me. Like, I can never trust you. Um, and then Donnie's like, I know that. Or no, Donnie goes to the strip club. Oh, so there's a brief scene in the strip club where Todd like is having fun with a stripper, like the stripper that's there, like they're doing shots together and like connecting. Um, so that comes back into play too. Just keep that in mind. Um, so Donnie's there and the strippers are like, Oh, you know, you gotta like work to get your son back. And what you should do is um, like go make, make good with his, his fiance, because that's the key to his heart. So then he goes to the hotel where she's staying and goes to her room and he hears her like banging some dude through the walls. So he somehow is able to just walk into the room next to it. Like it's just open and he climbs out on the window and he goes like into the room and she's having sex with her brother. And it turns out that he's not a Marine. He's actually a interpretive jazz dancer or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Oh, that's even worse. You know, in the of Adam course. Sandler, yeah, because that's a common joke in these movies is that a man that dances is somehow like, I don't know. Anyway, so she's like, you need money, right? I'll give you $50,000 if you just leave and never tell Todd about this. So, of course, he accepts and then he's home and Todd had given him a gift and the gift that he gave him was this oven mitt that when he was a kid, Donnie used to use this oven mitt as a puppet to like talk to Todd to make him feel better and he realizes oh I need to have a relationship with my son so him and Vanilla Ice um getting the the five the, the five point oh you know from like Ice Ice Baby and drive up to this wedding and then they go in and Donnie crashes it and basically reveals that 
gets gets Jamie to reveal that she's fucking her brother. Um, yeah. And then in the end of the movie, they're all in. Oh, so at the very beginning of the movie, there's a thing that happens where um, fuck, who plays this guy? He looks so familiar to me, and now I can't remember. Anyway, so his um agent or whatever tells him that there's a a morbidly obese man that's running the boston marathon that weekend and it's an eight thousand to one odds betting that he'll win so he's like you know so if you bet like twenty dollars you know that could get you out of trouble and so he bets the twenty dollars um so the end of the movie is them standing in the strip club um where they had the bachelor party that donnie is like a uh, oh it's rex ryan plays the agent right so mm-hmm. at the end of the movie they're sitting there and donnie's like todd's like you know i'm i'm pretty wealthy myself i can just give you forty three thousand dollars, you know to make this go away and donnie's like no i want to have a good relationship with you you know it's I made this mess. It's time for me to own up to it. And then the Boston Marathon is on. And of course, the morbidly obese man is in the lead in like the last like quarter mile or whatever. So then you get like a six minute segment where there's all these people yelling, go fat guy, go fatty, go fat man. Um, he, He falls over and then he gets back up. And then, of course, he wins. And so. Um, his $20 bet turned into $160,000 and now he has the money to stay out of jail and Todd has fallen in love with the stripper um, and they're going to be together and happily ever after. Um, so the asshole part, right? Like, well, it seems pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you need to understand that there are no positive male characters in this movie that are not colossal assholes like they're all just like huge towering insufferable assholes like andy sandberg is weak-willed and retreating and like a jerk and i don't know i mean maybe he's the most like sympathetic character but it's only because like there's nothing else to choose from James Kahn plays a priest who murdered a man and who beats the shit out of Todd during their wedding rehearsal. Um, Vanilla Ice is okay, but Vanilla Ice is like smoking weed behind the counter of he he works he works at an ice cream bar with Todd Bridges, um, and it's like fuck I can't remember what it's called, but it's a play on Ice Ice Baby where he serves like soft serve and hot dogs and stuff to um to people uh huh. he's kind of a degenerate but there's there's a couple funny things i guess not really like haha funny but like i see how this could be funny things with um vanilla ice uh jamie the fiance's father is a dick um the mother is like a horn dog um all the male figures are just it's just it, dude it's bad it's a bad movie the 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 thing with the semen 
tissues is maybe like the most egregious thing in the movie and then the fact that like it becomes a subplot where todd and vanilla or donnie and vanilla ice are taking turns like banging this like 78 year old woman um because she had a good body when she was like 20 and that's the running joke is like they're gonna bang this old woman because she used to be hot and that's just like they'll just bang anybody Mm -hmm. um there's a scene where donnie's in a hot tub with all the bridesmaids and he gets out and he has like like a 14 inch boner that like smacks this girl in the face and all the girls are like oh my god that's interesting and the mother of the bride is like i wish i was 20 years younger um except first i can't he's drunk all the time uh he gave so todd has a back tattoo of the new kids on the block um that he got from his father when he was in third grade so because he's grown like all the new kids on the block's heads have distended um and that's a joke uh there's a scene where um the fiance gets mad at todd because todd wants to have sex with her um and she won't have sex with him and donnie comes in and he's like let's have a tickle fight like we used to so they're wrestling on the ground like tickling each other and then adam sandler gets a boner and it's in like todd's face like he's like sitting on his chest and his like giant like dick is in todd's face Mm-hmm. and then chad comes in and chad gets like down to his underwear he's like oh i'm all about this um and then they're all wrestling together and yeah uh the fact that he's uh you know like what what do they call it? like honor thief or whatever where he's like dressing up like a <clears throat> a military man so he won't have to tell his parents that he does that he's a dancer Mm-hmm. um and when they once they reveal that like then everything he does is like super exaggeratedly like like jazz handsy kind of stuff sure. um the fact that there is a whole incest subplot that pays off in this movie is kind of crazy um i feel like you've I feel like you've out Gasparri Gasparri here. Like in the sense of like taking it, like taking something that like could be slightly enjoyable. And you found the, you did, you found the worst example um, to the point where I'm disgusted now. Like, and that's usually my job is to like bring it down to like, it's like, you know, the, the depressing, just like awful element of things. And like you, you outdid me this time, I think, because yeah. I, I feel worse listening to you tell me about this movie than i did watching way of the gun there's a character who's a stripper that's like an overweight older black lady with like giant bosoms Uh um and so they make a bunch of jokes about like her like eating sandwiches on the pole and then there's this character that's like a guy that's a frequent whatever like visitor to the strip club and there's one point where he's just like hiding in the locker in the strippers like whatever dressing area like trying to steal money from this you know like bbw 
Um, and that doesn't make any sense. I, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, anything that's, like, good in this movie. Um, it's got a good soundtrack. <laughs> What's on the soundtrack? What kind of thing? Uh, you know, Rush. It's it's 80s music. It's, <clears throat> gotcha. Of course. It's a, it's, it, it's a Sandler movie, so you just get, like, <clears throat> if, if there's one thing that Adam Sandler's good at, it's, like, cultivating, like, a good list of music from our childhoods. Okay, I, um, I know I knew nothing about this movie other than that it was Andy Samberg and Adam Sandler going into this. So my research is very limited so far. But I did find that there's a guy who defended this movie, apparently, by saying that it's postmodern absurdist deconstruction of irony and its impact on critical issues saying that Sandler's was trying to make an artistic reminder that we cannot tackle our traumas or prevent future despair without confronting society's dirty underbelly head on. We cannot move forward with quips and irony. Critics felt sick after watching the movie because Sandler wanted them to. Do you think there's any validity to like that sort of defense whatsoever? No, that's ridiculous. Adam Sandler was... So Donnie is the quintessential Adam Sandler character, which is the rough around the edges guy from Boston who maybe doesn't have the best social graces, but ultimately has a heart of gold and is going to do the right thing. Hmm. You're, you're meant to root for Donnie in this movie. Like they want you to just be like, Oh man, that's gross, but it's funny. Like Donnie is such a funny guy. You know, oh, he's throwing his his semen tissues right. up on the ceiling. Like, Haha, it's so funny. Like, oh, the old lady, she knows all about dicks. Like, ah, it's so right. funny. And like, you know, there's nothing original about anything in this movie. I, the incest thing really caught me off guard. Like, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like, I was um, mm-hmm. uh, pretty aghast at the fact that there was like an active incest angle in a movie I was watching um, that was only 10 years old. Like this isn't like something from the seventies where they were all weird about that shit and were willing to do anything. I mean, it was, it's, it's movies like 10 years ago. Well, just the first, like the opening segment, I was like thinking, like I was looking up the year. It's like, this is only 10 years old and they're making light of, of that. Like the interesting thing is 30. I don't know if you remember this 30 rock. Susan Sarandon also plays the same role because she yes. had an affair with Frank like when she was a teacher like in middle school or whatever yeah um which that's that's a weird <laughs> yeah same same character right. um yeah the fact that it starts with like I and I kept I kept I was watching this movie and I kept thinking like okay this is like a dream sequence or like a fantasy and it's going to like click back to him being in detention and but no man i mean like she takes him by the hand and leads him into the back room and like fucks him right and then you get a montage of them like fucking each other in various like ways for like five minutes mm-hmm. culminating in you know them getting caught on stage um yeah man i don't know buddy like and then all to the tune of limelight by rush um so that's the thing is that donnie's also obsessed with rush so he has like an irock z that has uh the cover to that rush album with like the 
the angel on the pentagram you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the famous cover yeah if they they play limelight twice in this movie just so you know um so i'm, I'm i i hope getty lee got a um got a good payday uh the this is the worst I've felt of you describing any movie to me so far in 14 episodes. Like, and that includes yeah. Larry the Cable Guy, honestly. Yeah, colon health inspector. Um, gotta sell the gimmick, bud. Um, yeah, there's really nothing redeeming about it. Like, I would say the only thing that separates it from Larry the Cable Guy, colon health inspector, is. it's more competently made like if you only look at it from the abstract point of view of the fact that you're just watching like images on film it's very much just its own basic like larry the cable guy colon health inspector feels like a made for tv thing you saw on comedy central in like you know 1993 at like one o'clock in the morning um this movie feels like an actual major motion picture release. It's just terrible. Right. I mean, they make it's it's a Todd Bridges joke in 2012. Right, right, right. And they even say, like, they make a Mr. Drummond joke and they say, What you talking about, Willis to him? And it's like, Right. <clears throat> nobody knows like what that shit is anymore. I mean, us, but only well, because well, right. Is it well, isn't it like one, it's the people they hang around with, right? And it's like even like Andy Samberg. It's like Andy Samberg is going to pop over that when his actual like kind of like figurative father figure in Sandler is makes the joke like you know or like he's involved with it. Um, yeah, it's like I, I'm not even going to pop. I, I mean, I get the reference. I'm not even going to pop over. But it's like how many people are like watching this movie and who who is watching this movie would be my question. Like, besides you for this exercise, but, like, who the fuck is watching this movie? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who's watching this know. movie and enjoying it? Like, that's what I want to know. It's it's a very interesting question, and I don't know that there's an answer that you want to hear. <laughs> um, and the thing is, is, like, I don't even know if I picked the worst Adam Sandler movie, because I thought about doing... um. The one where he plays himself and his sister. But uh I've already seen part of that, and it's more the sister that's the asshole than him. Um, even though it's him playing I don't even it. know what that movie is. I can't remember what it's called. Jack he plays and Jill? Him, yeah, that's it. He plays okay. himself and his his twin sister. And she's like farting at the dining. I, you know what it's everything's farts. <laughs> right. Um although I don't know if there's any fart jokes here. But there is a running gag where Todd has a pair of lucky underwear that he keeps in his pocket all the time it's just a pair of like tidy whities that he rubs when he feels stressed out and um it's revealed that uh when todd was when when han solo burger oh that's the other thing too is that um everybody thinks that han solo is like the coolest name um ever Uh, And that's why, you know, he named him Han Solo Burger because obviously Han Solo is like the coolest guy. Uh, And there's a bit where Adam Sandler is wearing like a white, um, like fabric-y, like short sleeve shirt and a black vest. 
and um they make a Han Solo joke so you know pays that that pays off as well everything pays off in this movie um where he was supposed to pick him up from school um because Todd had detention but Donnie also had detention so he was late picking him up and Todd had to walk home and he shit himself and he had to walk home in his shitty underwear so now he carries a spare pair of underwear to make himself feel better that if he ever shits himself again he has something to change into so when they go to the prison and Dan Patrick pops up and is like oh gotcha how do you feel about this like amazing moment of reconciliation um and Todd gets all pissed off Uh, before that Donnie convinced Todd to throw away his lucky underwear because he was like you don't need it anymore you're a grown man you don't need lucky underwear so then um Todd gets pissed and tries to attack Donnie and he gets tased by a security guard and he shits himself again so he's on camera holding his ass like running out of the prison because he shit himself because that's that's the joke there and he doesn't have his lucky underwear to change into because donnie made him throw it away so he's just got poop in his pants and then dan patrick's like did i get any shit on me yeah all right so look we talked earlier this year on the primary podcast about look you had two adam sandler movies as your top comedies of the 90s um Uh you had happy gilmore and the wedding singer on that list and we talked a little bit about like i i i have an intense love um of billy madison and a lot of the stuff in that movie even though some of it's juvenile you talked about like um uh mr deeds um that you enjoyed a lot so we've talked about liking adam sandler this has to be the episode like you know of something that we do where it's like i think now's the time to like talk about the awfulness of adam sandler and and the people that he tends to surround himself with particularly as we move into the 2000s and things just really start going downhill in terms of i think tone deafness and sophomoric humor that has no redeeming value whatsoever because this does seem like the prime example of that um i didn't think this was going to be this episode but it's like this is what it is i think because like i was thinking like you were going to like pick like a vince vaughn movie where the dude like grows up in some way by the end of it or something like you know like but this is the this is the toxic adam sandler episode i think so how many of these movies have you seen of Sandler's like post kind of Mr. Deeds? Cause it, that really is. Well, actually 50 first dates. Cause 50 first dates is somehow an enjoyable movie um, to me, like despite what it is, it actually like works really well. I think it's the chemistry between him and Barrymore. But after that, it's like, the longest yard remake which we've actually watched in the theater together and then it's like you know freaking click and i pronounce you chuck and larry i'm just talking about his comedies now don't mess with the zohan like mm. like how many of these have you seen and how awful is adam sandler in these comedies in the mid 2000s and early 2010s Hmm, I can't believe you've seen Jack and Jill. You're so I've only seen part of it. Okay. I, okay. You're saying um 50 first dates 
and beyond <clears throat> yeah yeah so i would say like starting from like after 2004 yeah yeah um i've seen spanglish spanglish isn't terrible um <clears throat> that's actually got a good heart to it and it's much calmer than like it's not his like bombastic like you know comedy uh longest yard is terrible um grandma's boy i guess he just produced uh, he produced the bench warmers as well just so you know um i've seen most of grandma's boy and some of bench warmers uh, i've seen click click is terrible um you're only talking about movies he's acted in or yeah movies yeah he's movies he's acted in. yeah well i mean uh, look if you want to talk about like shit if you get into the things he's like produced and stuff like that it's like oh my god yeah like like, like paul blart mall cop mm-hmm. you know, terrible terrible movie i've actually watched that movie hmm. um in a waiting room of a doctor's office because i was had to wait for a long time so i saw like most of it um yeah jack and jill some of uh terrible um Never really. I've seen like bits of the grown ups movies um, enough to know that I don't want to see them. Uh, Pixels is not a good movie. I watched that. Um, I didn't even know there was a Joe Dirt 2 that he produced. Yeah. I never watched The Ridiculous Six because I heard such bad things about it. Right. Um,. I hate Uncut Gems. Um, I think I'm in the minority there among most like modern film aficionados, but I do not enjoy that movie. We never finished it. Um, I watched some of The Wrong Missy, um, and that movie was just terrible, um, but he only produced that. Uh, I don't really know any of these other movies. Um, I know Yubi Halloween is that Netflix movie that he did, right? That yeah. Is- there was one murder mystery, I think. That was another Netflix. He has like a deal with Netflix now. Um, yeah, murder mystery was the one with her, him and Aniston. That I never watched, but Brandy watched both of them. And she was like, there are Adam Sandler movies that are, like, apparently they're more adult, like, like in the sense of like, same style of comedy, but they're not like offensive and juvenile. I'm like, <clears throat> it's a lot of bad shit that he does and like it's a lot i mean most of i don't even know how to explain it it's like he's basically just made a career in the past 20 some years of keeping his friends employed like will will forte and um, kevin james yeah kevin james and schneider and Mm -hmm. again like like, this this movie's weird because it's got like um Aaron Andrews is in it, and Dan Patrick's in it. Well, right, you said Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan, I mean, it's just all kinds of weird, like... Well, he loves... Here's another, like, thing that's just, like, I think, to some degree, like, you know, it was funny at one point, right? The cameos. The cameo, like, culture that he, like, and his people, like, love so much. Like, it, it was funny at one point where it's, like, you get these little cameos from people. And at some point, like, that just wore out its welcome. And it's like, this movie's, like, all fucking cameos. Like, I was, like, sitting here, like, looking at, like, 
all the people that are like in this movie yeah and it's just fucking ridiculous it's like you you fit forte into it and you fit like racial dratch into it it's like all these snl people and a gas dyer you fit all these snl people into it then it's like you got the todd bridges and vanilla ice thing which are these outdated jokes and then it's like his sports bullshit that he like loves so much where it's like he has to fit sports people that can't really act into like his movies all the time like so you got patrick and ryan and like you said like aaron andrews and then what is this all this shit colin quinn plays a strip club dj like baron yeah, davis is a gym coach like yeah they're like in it for like like i don't know <clears throat> like a minute of screen time i understand maybe. but it's ten thousand dollar payday probably like for like yeah, probably, their probably one day that. probably more than that right and like here's alan thick and ian Ziering are the tv versions of donnie's dad and donnie yeah there's the donnie burger story is on tv and it's like hey, maybe you can get some royalties from that. And he's like, I only got 18 cents last time I played. That, that morphed from Sandler into something else. But, dude, listen. It's a bad movie. Oh, there's a scene where... um, So the... The, the guy, the boss, the hedge fund owner they're at his house and he has a scale replica of fenway park built in his backyard so they go to hit donnie's hitting fly balls with like laser accuracy to everyone on the field but todd can't catch like that's the thing is because he never had a dad he never got caught he never was taught to do um sporty things basically Mm -hmm. Um, so Adam Sandler hits him a line drive and it hits him in the neck and it knocks him out. And a three-year-old comes over and picks up the ball and throws it in on a rope while he's like gagging in the outfield and everybody makes fun of him because he can't play sports. Like that's the whole movie too, is you're supposed to sympathize with this Todd guy, but there's nothing like sympathetic about him. He's just a loser. And it's like, he's the worst kind of loser because he's not even like, this is the thing with, this is why I didn't do bench warmers because there's some terrible jokes in Benchwarmers. And basically, they just have John Heater doing Napoleon Dynamite, but with less, like, social grace to him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but there's a certain amount of, like, sad sympathy that you have for characters like that because they're genuinely good people that are just trying to, like, live a life. You know, and look, this that, that, the movie's awful, and I'm not trying to, like, say it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. But they're not being like complete pieces of shit to everyone. And everyone in this movie is just a colossal piece of shit to everyone else that's around them in this movie. Right. God, there's so many like homophobic jokes and right. It reinforces a stereotype that the only thing that women want is like to bang an asshole, basically. Cause like Donnie's able to sleep with Right. And a 14 inch cock, right? Like that they're yeah, well, like, intrigued by. Like it's like uh, it... yeah like yeah he hits him in the nose right right um yeah man i don't know it's uh are there fart fart jokes in this i don't remember if anybody farts no because it's so much worse it's like right yeah like that's like that's like amateur amateur hour you know i mean you can't you can't have a fart joke this is friggin' 
I swear to God, like there's a whole plot line about incest. It's just incest right. jokes. And they're legitimately because like Donnie's like, Oh yeah, at least like adopted or something. And she's like, Oh no, we're brother and sister. We call it tickle time. And he's like, What the fuck? And then he pukes because he can't understand because I mean, because obviously he's like watching incest being committed in front of him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no redeeming. I actually saw this as a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And I was really like, I, I couldn't bring myself to go and look at the reviews, but I just don't get like where. Where's that 20%? Like, like, what are they seeing? Well, just so you know, it's 51% from audiences. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that doesn't, of course. <laughs> that is. doesn't surprise you? Like, no. it's, it surprises me having, like, um, I, yeah. I mean, look, I, I've, I've scanned all this stuff. Um, they like that it's gutter humor like yeah i mean I and, and, and could... look it's 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 all males with names like paul <laughs> paul blart <laughs> maybe um, i feel like i, I mean look like, like a, a biased review um you know i mean some of them have name i mean look there was a mario that was in there too i mean so like but it's like but it's all shit like jesse and lucas and Mm. like giving it like five star reviews like you know how it's under underrated just here here's one justin a it is the most underrated period underappreciated film of all time to capitalize the under and underappreciated um because he thinks it's two sentences somehow um the the funniest piece of art a human has ever seen sandler is a comical genius the way the characters have tremendous chemistry is overlooked don't listen to these quote critics they're so out of touch with the common man watch this movie and enjoy it it's one of a kind and it's a masterpiece fyi rex ryan is in it nuff said nuff said all right so listen like (laughs) yeah i don't necessarily like to alienate people based on their tastes because i feel like there's something for everyone generally and i you know whatever i mean to each their own like if you mm-hmm. have you know a puerile sense of humor then that's fine like that's just whatever but i don't know if i could be friends with someone that liked this movie right like i i cannot imagine you'd really have to sell me on your your enjoyment of this movie like i'd really have to understand like what it is that you enjoy about it because if you just told me like oh yeah i like that movie like i don't know man like i would seriously doubt like every other decision you've ever made in your life well here's elian it could be elian gonzalez for all i know um is really good movie not adam sandler best movie this is comedy don't be soft (laughs) maybe you're soft I mean, it's well documented that I don't enjoy many comedies. I certainly have my own, like, tastes when it comes to comedy, but I, this isn't comedy. Like, it's not funny. It does, it, 
I'm trying to think if there was anything where I chuckled a little bit. I mean, it's an R-rated movie, so it's got, so they can show boobs and stuff. You know, that's the strip club scene, I guess, you know, just to catch that R rating. Mm-hmm. It's, it's full of just, you know, profanity and... <sighs> Dude, I don't know. I'm done talking about this movie. It's terrible. So what's the score? Give it to me. You know, give, I, give, I... Give it to me. Pre, 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 pre-podcast, I said that... Uh-huh. I don't think it can be as bad as Larry the Cable Guy colon Health Inspector, but I think it's as bad. I I, I think this is another nine. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's... Again, I don't think it's quite a ten just because... I mean, I finished it, you know, not that that really means anything because I finished every movie on this list so far, but there was a point where, again, I could just kind of like pull my, my mind back away from what I was seeing a little and just get through it. And I guess that was like, whatever, but there's no redeeming. You had had to compartmentalize to finish (laughs) this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no redeeming. You have to compartmentalize to finish. Larry the Cable Guy, though, Colin Health Inspector. No, that was um, that was just a beat down of my right, senses. Right. Like, sure, this was too. Like, trust me, this is just as disgusting in a lot of ways. But I think maybe it's helped by the fact that like it's actor, like a a decent amount of actors that I genuinely enjoy playing really bad characters. Whereas with Larry the Cable Guy, Colin Health Inspector, that's just Larry the Cable Guy. Like, he's not playing a character. I mean, I know that it's a character, but it just is Larry the Cable Guy. You know what I mean? Like, that's just who that guy is when he's in public and you're watching him. So, I don't know. I don't know. But Larry the Cable Guy, Colin Health Inspector, did not have incest, and it did not have child rape. So, right. I mean, those two things weren't... Like, it's, it's done for comedic effect. Like, you're supposed to laugh at the fact that... I mean, if I can... Like in the modern modern world, like they're making jokes about. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's too much. It's terrible though. And I like I I like um, Andy Samberg a lot. Like, too. And especially in Thirty Rock, I think he's a very funny man. And I even I know that I don't know how you feel about this. I I don't think you're much of a fan of him. But I like I like the Lonely Island stuff. Like I think he's got clever ideas. I mean, some of those song parodies I think are actually the, oh, really no. clever and funny. I look. I think out of all those things, like I, I like a lot of those um, SNL parodies that they did. Um, I think the the one that I will like promote to like, and I'll and I'll die on this hill. I think I ran so far, um, which is the Mahmoud Ahmadinejad parody um, that he did. I think beats every single one of the more famous parodies of songs that they ever did um it, it if you've never seen like that specific one it is to me absolutely brilliant um i've i've never seen it i have to watch what i've i don't i don't remember it anyway if you've shown it to me i don't recall yeah probably because it was comedy and i just right and you turned just off my out. brain i was yeah. singing the meomics theme like while it was um <laughs> right while it was happening i'll tell you this though i mean i i love um uh lazy sunday with him and him and chris parnell 
Yeah, it's good. It's, I, it's I, like, of I even like, I, I like Dick in a Box. I think like the Timberlake stuff really funny. Like, I mean, like, you know, I, I like a lot of those things. Um, I will, I will die on the hill that I ran so far is, is the best one that, that, he, that they ever did. Did um, you see the one that they did? I think it was him. It was not too long ago with, um, fuck, what is it to the tune of? It's about Staten Island. Damn it, what is it? It's really recent, I think. I don't know if any Andy Samberg is involved. It's an SNL parody. Fuck. What song is that? I'll I'll find it when we get yeah, off the podcast. Yeah, yeah, you'll have to let me know what it is. Um yeah, I'm not sure. Uh no, I like him a lot. Like, I mean, I think that like he's absolutely perfect in brooklyn 99 i've seen him in other little things that i really like a lot um i i i even liked him on snl like when he broke all the time like he wasn't as bad as fallon but like you know i, I still liked him in skits there like i like the lonely island boys stuff um the soap opera lonely island boys stuff like you know it was hit or miss kind of but i'm it's it's um oh they did the natalie portman thing too like they wrote all that like this right. is a good like that whole thing um yeah i i like sandberg i i like Sam, early sandler um a lot i and i think adam sandler's a really good dude i've watched tons of interviews with him throughout my life and he's this really humble kind guy and i like a lot of the people that are the supporting characters in this movie but man that just sounds why anybody would even sign on to it like beyond a paycheck is beyond me from it was very very painful yeah so clear nine then huh yeah it's got to be i didn't i I was gonna give it an eight but then sitting here talking about it and like reliving it um in my brain just like scenes keep coming back to me and it's just yeah it's 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 a nine it's a bad movie there's a lot of chagrin right all right so let's go ahead then be done with it then and spin this wheel yeah spin it a movie featuring skateboarding oh nice a movie featuring skateboarding or not maybe who knows um is that an orion choice it is an orion orion wallmaker original um a movie featuring skateboarding so definitely um hmm you know the interesting like i i'm really gonna have to look because like i've seen a lot of movies featuring skateboarding yeah yeah Mm. there's got to be some puerile fucking comedy though i i I did when when it was originally suggested i remember looking it up like just googling just to see the legs that it had on it and there's actually a lot of things in the past 20 years that has skateboarding as a feature so um so there's yeah i mean look there's a lot of stuff from the 80s and 90s but there's a lot of stuff in the past 20 years that you know you you could do a lot of interesting stuff if you wanted to with it um or you could go lowest lowest common denominator like you you have you have options frank i think so 
Um, <clears throat> I'm down. Yeah. Uh, so what's going on in life? <laughs> Who is this and what is here? Um, <clears throat> no, nah, man. Like I, I'm three episodes into season five of Better Call Saul. That's really good so far. Um, watched a really bad movie on Shutter last night that you probably remember the name of that I don't. What was it called? Night's End. Night's End. Yeah. Um, started out good for about. 25 minutes and then turn into a gigantic piece of shit um i've mostly been watching podcast movies i have been i <laughs> uh because i i have no life i just kind of like threw seinfeld on the background for the past like two weeks like when i was doing stuff again second time during covid um but yeah i don't know i haven't been watching like a lot outside of podcast movies honestly um I hope to start doing that here in like another couple of weeks. Is you know to get back in this things. I have a bunch of sh- shit on watch lists and um, but I'm leaving that to you mostly because we got a fresh five coming up here in another like month or so. Yeah, that's actually the best part of um my watch week is uh trying to find um fresh five movies. Yeah. Nah, it's my two favorite times of the year really is that time period that we do on the primary podcast in may where it's like we reverse roles and then you do the fresh five um so it's like i get to watch good movies and then i get to watch like these movies that like i love and i get to torture you a little bit although now it's not as fun because we do the spin chagrin so you get tortured like weekly almost um <clears throat> And then October into November, where we do the, um, actually, October through December, where we get to do, like, all the horror lists, and then Fresh Five, and then all the year-end lists, like, those are always really good time periods. But, what's going on with you? What are you watching? Um, what are you watching that's not going to be on Fresh Five that you've watched recently? Give me, give me, give me one thing, at least. I don't know. I've mostly been watching. Well, you know, been playing a lot of Elden Ring, so mm-hmm. that takes up some time. Gotcha. Because um, you've abandoned Wonderlands now, right? Yeah, I, I guess I'll go back to it at some point. Like I feel, I feel like I have to watch it eventually, but um. I just I'm we just wasn't enjoying that game when I was playing it. It just felt like way too long and way too <sighs> overly produced, maybe is the right way to put it. Um, but man, I love uh love freaking Elden Ring. That's like my mm. favorite. Um I don't know, man. Like I really like I got to watch so much, like, I work so much, and I'm so tired when I get home, and then I got to watch, um, you know, the podcast movies every week, and right. yeah. just been going to bed at, like, I don't know, like, it's, it's, it's a boring life. <laughs> yes. And this new lady that I'm talking to, like, I talk to her a lot, so that takes up time. 
um can't watch a movie when we're doing that i know that i've watched several things that will not make the podcast list let me go see what's on my recently watched hold on So the problem is, oh, go ahead. The problem is, I start to watch shit, and then I just get like tired, or I fall asleep, or I like I don't feel like watching this fucking movie. Right. Uh, <clears throat> you got some, you got some time, a little bit more time this week because you don't have many of those movies to watch for this week left, right? Because you watch. No, I'm gonna, recently. I'm gonna watch. There's one that I haven't seen in probably like five or six years that I want to watch again. Um, and then there's another one. I'm probably going to watch two of them, I think. But most of them I've seen in right. not too long. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I watched a horror movie called Livid okay. um, that was on Shudder. Uh, I would not necessarily recommend it, but it wasn't terrible. Like, it was fine. Um, movie that you and I talked about called Hellbender, which is a really cool take on um, mm-hmm. witches. Yeah. Um, yeah, you told me about that. I liked it. Um, I figure someday, somehow, that'll end up probably like making some lists. There's actually there's a movie that I wanted to recommend to you, but you'd have to rent it, and I don't know if it's free anywhere yet. Um, called Broadcast Signal Intrusion, um, which is kind of similar to that series that's on uh, Netflix, the one about the guy, the archivist, who mm-hmm. finds um like weird shit about. Or whatever, like he finds weird shit and like some tapes he's restoring. Um, but it's just like, like a standalone movie, and I I thought that was actually pretty cool. Some parts of it, um, it it it's a, it's a really good tone, and it kind of maybe not necessarily pays it off a hundred percent, but enough. Like it's it's enjoyable. So if you ever get to watch that movie somewhere for free, um, I thought that movie was pretty good. Okay. They canceled that show, by the way. Um, what was that Archive eighty one? I think or something yeah, like something that. like that. Like, um, yeah, they canceled it after one season, which, I mean, I thought it told the story fine, so I think it's like fine to just watch as a mini series. But, um, but yeah, I'll I'll check it out. It's it's still rent right now. Um, that movie. Um. There's some stuff that just came up on Arrow that I'm going to probably watch as soon as I can. Mm. Um, most of it I haven't seen. So I'm pretty excited for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I do I, I do tend to put Arrow stuff on. Uh, on like Saturday mornings, typically. Um, just to watch it. Uh, you know, like genre films that I hadn't seen before. One of the movies that I'm not going to put on the list because you couldn't stand it when you first started watching it um, is a indie like sci-fi something I don't even know called um, Jesus will show you the way to the highway. Yeah, which I fucking loved. I thought it was amazing and really impressed with like the ingenuity and just I mean it, it's a zero budget film from ethiopia but i i don't know i i thought it was amazing like i really loved it a lot 
Um, so that's something that, you know, if anybody has, feels like they have time to watch. Um, also, if you have taken like my <clears throat> probably unheard advice and subscribe to Arrow, uh, there's a ton of really great spaghetti westerns up now and giallos. Um, really, really good stuff that's on there. Um, yeah, you're really oh, House of House, House of Whipcord is on Arrow, by the way. Okay, all right. You're really remaking, making me rethink the the October list almost, like because of like Arrow existing in the geology. Fucking Arrow needs us. Like we we are the only podcast talking about Arrow. You know that, right? Like, like. <clears throat> Like I can almost guarantee that no other podcast is like sitting out there as frequently as we do. Like pretty much like on every other spin chagrin, it feels like like pimping arrow. And um I don't know. I feel like arrow needs to give us some money. Arrow I'm gonna, is I'm gonna start tagging arrow and everything that we do. Arrow is one hundred percent what Shutter should have been. Like Shutter kind of fell to the wayside by Shutter's gone the Netflix route where they're trying to produce like or like grab either grab up or produce original stuff. In yeah, order it's to have even a, worse original content. Yeah. It's even worse than that though, because they're just like they've lost like what's the fucking line from the gunslinger? They've forgotten the face of their father. Father, yes. Yeah. So. They just it's just a bunch of garbage. And like some of the stuff that's on there it doesn't even like qualify as genre or horror right. or anything it's just weird or uncomfortable and it's like i love shutter when i first subscribed because it was just horror movies and i i mean i don't think there's anything wrong with that and arrow isn't just horror movies but definitely like runs the gamut of genre films and has sections of like like claude chabral movies or classic silent films i mean it's not just right. like exploitation movies like there's some legitimate it's it's the most expertly cultivated streaming service that caters to the things that I enjoy. We're never doing a top five silent films episode, just so you know. All right, got to find a way to work those shits in then. <laughs> right. I'm a ma- yeah. Man, I, we we we've your web webmaster. <laughs> I could give. I'm gonna give you a top five right now. If you say that we're never gonna do this list, uh huh, uh huh. It's Vampire. Uh huh. It's the Man Who Laughed. Hmm. Um, the Phantom Carriage. Hmm. Uh, the first uh, one I don't know. Phantom Carriage. I don't know what that is. Oh, Phantom Carriage is amazing. Um. Right. Shit. No Uh, chaplain in there? Come on. (laughs) You like chaplain stuff. Eh, we already talked about the great dictator, so. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, I guess. I I don't like silent comedy. I find silent comedy to be really off-putting. To me. I know that probably doesn't make any sense, but um shit pandora's box there's another one uh that movie's great um caligari fantastic movie metropolis fucking fantastic there's six 
there's your top six silent movies go watch all of them Report i've seen back. metropolis i i have you seen vampire no vampire actually is it sounds like i'd probably like phantom carriage as well honestly vampire is um one of the most amazing it, it's there's so much in that movie that's like the um the forerunner to stuff like matt matt work and um double exposure and stuff like that like there's mm-hmm. some really amazing photography in that movie um and silent films are short they're like 60 minutes long you know I mean, that's you take poops longer than that right so just <laughs> hold on first of all like how do you know that no I was um, say, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no stop, stop watching me poop. Right. um don't 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 try to judge that and and figure out that and second um i don't know man like i i have a really hard time I have a really hard time with silent movies. I don't know what it is. Um, I completely understand because what what, what such, is the one that you you made me you didn't make me watch, but it's like you told me I needed to watch that I watched last year. <sighs> you and Orion mark out to it all. I, I think Orion watched it too. Um, Haxon. Oh yeah, Haxon. I can, uh, I, dude, I no, I couldn't do it, man. Like I, I watched it, but it was like Jesus, it was painful to me. Like it was, it, it, I have such a hard time with that. Such a hard time. I love that movie. I, but I, I, I Hax is it, also but... weird because Hax is just basically, I mean, there's like a documentary style narrative to it, but it's mostly just a series of loosely interconnected scenes basically but like when you watch like a real like silent movie with a narrative i'm telling you pandora's box who's in that i can't remember her name she's like the really big like popular silent film actress that kind of um disappeared i don't know i feel like such a fucking plebe (laughs) hey you got the quote right from gunslinger louise brooks yeah i don't know anything about that um amazing movie anyway i don't know i did get the quote right from the gunslinger i usually don't get quotes right Mm -hmm. um but yeah so there's six silent movies that are all really enjoyable the man who laughed is a great movie like seriously it's um definitely worth watching I never seen it. I only know that movie because of like the Joker, apparently inspiration or whatever, like with that movie. Yeah, you can see it visually. I would say, and and actually some of the philosophy behind the character. Um, but Phantom Carriage, amazing. Vampire, amazing. Vampire, whatever. I don't know. V a m p y r e is the spelling on the. I think that's on Criterion. Most of them are on Criterion too. Because they're all about some pretentious ass movies. So right. All right. Well. We'll go from Criterion to um next week <laughs> talking about 
movies with skateboarding yes maybe i'll find a silent film with skateboarding <laughs> that would be maybe the most impressive thing you've ever done right? um, super super anachronistic although i'm sure uh fucking guy madden probably has some terrible ass like one of his <laughs> movies with that shit in it <laughs> there's probably some vhs orion has it's like silent like you know except for like the sounds of the skateboards or something like that right it's only because he got copyrighted strike on it or whatever copyright strike <laughs> right uh, uh all right well we'll be next back next week with a movie that features skateboarding um for episode 15 thank you for listening everybody um sorry it was such a downer and that's coming from the biggest downer of all time so <laughs> at least you didn't have to watch it that's true that's true that is your um oh right I want you to real quick before we finish, Frank. If you have seen Frank's characters as a listener to the podcast, you know that Frank, both Frank and I have beards. Um, but Frank does not have a beard right now. So, Frank, I want you to describe to him what it's like to not have a beard <clears throat> after all the years of you having a beard. You got to get used to yourself looking like a fat fucking 12 year old. I mean, that's like the downside when you look oh. in the mirror but let me tell you something mm -hmm. it's amazing to not have to take care of a beard like i can drink coffee and just like gently wipe my upper lip and there's nothing left like i don't have to like i don't know what to tell you but there's you a lot you of have to, you don't have to like suck that little bit of coffee off that like yeah like bottom lip or like you miss some and then like you mm -hmm. wipe your mouth later and it comes away with like brown shit on your hand because mm -hmm. I just I feel like there's something to be said for not having facial hair at this point. I don't know how I feel about it in general mm -hmm. and coming into the summer makes it easier anyway because I won't be cold or whatever. Right. Because um, let me tell you the past two mornings has been a little rough like dealing with the friggin sure. frigidity of the outside world. Yeah. Against my, my bare fucking child face. Um <laughs> when I shaved it, I don't I don't I don't think I told you this. When I shaved it, I didn't know if I had a fucking razor. Like it's been so long since I've used an actual like metal blade mm -hmm. to scrape the hair off my face flesh. You're just using an electric razor to do oh, your yeah. like really? Yeah, I got because I, I have two. I have a beard trimmer that i can take the guard off of and just use as like right. you know it's like yeah. like when they when they cut your hair with they touch up the, your head with and then i have an actual like really nice like three blade like electric shaver that i use on my cheeks and my neck and it takes that down to almost nothing like you can't see the stubble or anything when i use it it's really good yeah i've never been able to use those things like i i tried them like in my 20s and didn't work I, I just didn't like it it's probably cheap but it's like i still it didn't work very well for me um i still use a razor to this day to like just do like my neck and you know like cheek area um yeah i i have not used a metal razor on my face since pre-covid that's crazy yeah i haven't had, had to <laughs> who am i trying to impress but now i gotta um now i mean i'm either gonna have to just grow it back all right or just stay with it so or i don't know what i'm keep gonna shaving do. it like you know i mean it's not that much more time to keep shaving it if you're gonna if you got razors now um no so. i had them before i had i had like uh i have my box of toilet 
toiletries in the cabinet in my bathroom. What kind of razors do you use them? Mach threes. Okay. Yeah. Mach three yeah. with um edge uh, shaving shaving yeah, gel. Yeah, yeah, sure. Then both of those are with at the, least with, like with, with the orange like, five years old. No, I use the green the with green, the aloe vera yeah. in it. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Because it, it keeps it keeps my skin soft and supple. You know, it's important. Does the razor have vibration to it? Uh, I don't know if it's one of those. If it is, I didn't turn it on. I just, <laughs> just yeah, he just shaved, shaved and scraped away. Right. But I. So this is. So this is an advertisement for my. Um, and I don't know what brand they are. So I. You know, it's not a good advertisement. But God, terrible advertisement. I'm trying to get paid here, Frank. Come on. Um, <laughs> my electric razors take it down so low that it was barely anything to use a metal razor to scrape it off. And that's what did I tell you the other day? It's been since 2009 since yeah. I've shaved my goatee off. I mean, literally, yeah. 13 years since I've taken down my facial hair to the point where um, there was nothing between my nose and my chin. Do you remember me in the past 10 years shaving completely? Like I have this memory of us going to Dunkin' Donuts one night and you being shaved completely and me making fun of you. <laughs> Right, so, so I know that since Brandy and I got together in 2011, and I know I've been clean shaven one time because I fucked up shaving one time, and I shaved it all down, and she is convinced that that's not true, and I know that it's true. Like, no, you did it. You looked ridiculous. <laughs> as ridiculous Thanks. as i look now i'm no look i'm just saying man, like when you have a beard for a long time it is a shock it is of course it's a shock but it's like you know i i mean but the problem is just like you know what most young people can't understand is that like nobody actually like thinks about other people like when i see you i don't think you look ridiculous it's a shock at first but you just look like you without a beard i mean but you haven't seen yourself every single day of your life in the mirror like you think it's ridiculous um it's because i'm so handsome <laughs> <laughs> all right i um the person to eventually talk about beards with us eventually someday is um this friend of the podcast jason heaster oh yeah he's the beard um, master he is he is He's the he's the he's the Gandalf Gourmand <laughs> of facial hair. It's true. Um, I can't remember the last time I have we seen Heaster clean, clean shaven in. Yeah, he did it. Um, it feels like it's like in the, in the past five or six years, right? He like, did it, he did it for something. He came to the bar one night. It was completely clean shaven, and there was a bunch of um, <clears throat> jokes made at his. Expense. Was it when he did the John Goodman? Like Halloween costume that he clean shaved and then put on like a beard. No, he like had a... shaved. I believe he shaved into that. Mm. Uh... No, there was a time where he had to shave for something. Mm. He stirred in your infinite podcast listening time. Um, text us with the reason that you shaved. <laughs> this is a this is gonna be a good test for Heaster. <laughs> see if he actually he's, listens to the very end you know he still always makes it to the end i have faith. he does yeah he does all right that's the one thing that i'll say about our friends is that they 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 tend to listen to the whole thing yeah 
and then critique and comment so i appreciate that right yes we appreciate all our listeners yes all right well skateboarding next week we'll see what frank comes up with thanks for listening everybody have a good week yep deuces